everybody, my name is Hunter Smith. I'm Jack Reesman. And I'm Max. And welcome back to The Unspoken Herbert. Today, we're very excited to be back. You know, it's been a while, it's been a solid, what, three, four months? Yeah, excited. I'm excited. I'm ready to read to come back to The changes happening in the school. You want to talk a little bit about some of them that might be new this year for students, Spencer? You want to? Yeah, so in terms of that, and obviously we can maybe discuss different things. One thing I'd like to start off on is kind of the biggest thing we've noticed so far that there's emails sent out about that people have kind of seen right away, and that is the change in cost when it comes to food. Not only the change in cost, but the kind of added variety that there is. Obviously, before, before COVID, excuse me, prior to COVID, there was always Nino's Pizza here. You could buy it by the slice. And although we never got to experience that, I always heard great things about it. So when I heard that they're going to have Papa John's pizza this year um, at $3 a slice, which is an interesting, right? Interesting three twenty five. Three twenty five, of course, extra inflationary costs, of course. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, but I'm also very happy they have the extra variety now because I feel like it's best not to have just these basic school food as an option. I know, Max, I think you lived through that year, so you want to tell us more about how that is and kind of how you're feeling about kind of the reintroduction of special food in the cafeteria? Yeah, you know what? I actually think, you know, like, now that we have the pay range app, you know, it's so much easier to, like, to get it from our phone. They didn't used to have that before COVID, I don't think. But uh, they used to have Dairy Queen Blizzards, actually. Like, they really? Get, yeah. You can get them weekly. Usually, like, they, it would be there during, like, every day, but usually, like, I got them on Fridays, like, if I did get on a test or something. Sure. As, like, a reward, because they were, like, 325 or $4. I don't quite remember. That's terrible. I must say, the food options back then, again, they had Nino's back then. Like, the options were much better, but at least we have, you know, like, the food this year is definitely better than last year, don't you think, Jack? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I've been really enjoying the food this year. I, I'll be honest, I've been bringing my lunch most days, but the days that I have bought, um, you know, I have enjoyed it because they are, they're expanding a little bit. It's all the same foods from last year, plus um, there's a lot more side options, which is great. Uh, I think that, you know, just giving people more choices is good. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate that we have to pay for lunch now, but you know what, that's kind of how, that's what it was, you know, yeah. before COVID. Uh, and I guess that's how it's going to be now. And the fact of the matter is, uh, it seems like in all aspects, really, we are back to normal. I mean, this is not the same school it was two years ago in 2020. We are, this is basically as regular as a school year can get um, in terms of 
the COVID uh, mitigations we've had to face in previous years. I mean, there's none of that this year. And I'm happy because mm-hmm. it really feels like you forget uh, that whole two-year period ever really sure. happened in the first place, which is great. Well, I feel like it's something we kind of want to forget. Yeah. And obviously, there are certain aspects of that we should always remember, such as the people who were lost during that. But to kind of move past a negative time in our history um, of the school, of the country, and a very unfortunate time that it was, it's nice to know that we are, obviously, besides the block schedule um, and certain foods that we are missing out on, we are back to normal. It's a nice feeling kind of coming back and being in a more normal-type environment. What I wonder about, and not to get off track, uh, but just one little thing is what will happen with, you know, the block schedule. I guess we'll probably hear from that a little, you know, sometime coming up. But in terms of the rest of the lunchroom and how it's all working, me personally, obviously, it's unfortunate that maybe there are things this year that were maybe free last year and you cannot get this year, but I think it's, I, me personally, although I never really have school lunch, I basically bring a sandwich every day. Mm-hmm. So with me at lunch, you'll know that. But one thing is nice, and one thing I prefer, is to have a situation where you may ha- maybe have to pay for your lunch, but it's higher quality, but to have very low, qual- not very low quality food, but a lower quality food, and for it to be free. I feel like even if you have to pay for it, as long as it's like relatively cheap, which it is, yeah. it's better to have the higher quality stuff that'll be a little bit better for you, taste a little bit better, and to get free stuff that maybe you wouldn't want to have otherwise. Sure, sure. That's, that's definitely fair. Um, and for people with low or for, with free and reduced lunch programs, that is still a thing. So uh, to anyone listening who was formerly a part of that, don't, do not uh, fear. That is, still, that is still a thing. Um, it's just for the people that aren't a part of the program. Your needs will still be met. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of new things coming to school this year. Besides for just, oh, they're changing lunch prices. Yeah. That's one uh, change, but there's also a lot of new great things. Um, eSports Club. Let's so, talk about it. Let's talk about that. And uh, I just want to hit on it briefly because there's a good chance we'll be booking an interview with the director of the eSports team, uh, but that'll be later on. But there is an eSports team coming to BG this year, uh, so that's really going to see uh, you know how skilled our gamers are at the school. I'm very excited to see how this uh, plays out. It is a uh, it is an Illinois state sport now, so that's awesome. we'll see how far we can go. If we can make it to sectionals, uh, you know, maybe even we'll make it to state. We'll see what happens, but we will. Uh, I'm excited for that interview to happen, and there's also some other new clubs. I know there's a TED Ed club for people who want to work on their public speaking skills, and we are also in the process of getting that club to come on the podcast and talk a little bit about it themselves. Definitely, yeah. And I mean, in terms of the new stuff that's happening at BG, to touch a little bit on the esports that we talked about, I, me personally, I'm a big fan of this. I won't join because I, me personally, I, although I really used to be into that, I don't think I necessarily enjoyed as much as I used to. As much as I love video games, to play kind of professionally, although I kind of did that in the past, I don't think it's something I personally do now. But just the fact that we have something like that, that we offer something like that, is incredible. Mm -hmm. I remember back in seventh grade, I was very into esports and I was very into playing all that. I have one very very distinct memory of um, being at Indian Trails, and I was on the field, and these kids were playing football. We played a little bit with them, and when someone who I believe was now our age, me and Jack are now juniors, a Max is a senior, someone who at that time was our age now. Asked me what my favorite sport was, and I told him esports, and he kicked me off the field. Oh, wow. That is a true okay. story. So, you know, it, but I, that kind of showed you how much I really loved it back then. So, to see this now, I feel like my you know, little 13 year old self, my little 5 foot, 90 pound 13 year old yeah. self, would really enjoy the fact and would really endorse the fact that um, there is a club like that. Now, in terms of a podcast, I feel like it's something we should discuss. Sure. 
one thing we will say, and I know we've said this to some degree in the past, and we can all say this with certainty now, is big things are coming. Oh, yeah. The way you will watch this podcast, listen to it, is going to change to some extent. We will keep the way that you guys have been able to listen to, listen to us up until this point. The new forms of doing the podcast will come out. We have higher quality production coming. And although this may be our first podcast of the year, this is essentially just something that we can get out to you guys, to provide you guys with some content in the meantime. Now, although we will film podcasts up until the point where we're able to get all these changes made, what I will say is that there definitely is a lot to be excited about, and I'm personally very excited about what's to come in terms of our setup here, in terms of the way, again, you can view our podcast, in terms of the quality of content we will be able to produce. I feel like I'm, I'm very proud of what we've been able to accomplish thus far, but I'm even proud of the fact that we're able to move forward the way we are and progress as we keep going. Sure. And that's just, I mean, I just hearing about all these changes in the school gets me so excited. I feel like there's only so much we can talk about because we're, we're only three people, you know. Um, but um, I think that one thing we can do is get the big guy, Mr. Shetzline, the one who kind of oversees all the co-curricular activities here at Buffalo Grove High School, to say a couple words about what he's excited for this year, what he would encourage students to be a part of. So, Mr. Shetzline, we're so glad you're here to talk to us about what's happening this year, what's new in the school. Um, it's about roughly a month into the school year. What big things are you still looking forward to this year? I think the number one thing we're looking forward to this year is the celebration of our 15th year as a school. Uh, we've actually been gearing up for this since last December. Uh, from some staff committees, we brought a couple of committees together. We spent a considerable amount of time trying to formulate where we were going to prioritize our attention those. Um, in the effort of not only uh, celebrating with our student body, but also our staff, our alumni, and really uh, the greater community. So what does 50 years really mean for the further from the What are we trying to train about the well, I think the four years of high school that go by for any high school are so quick, and a lot of times many people won't notice that until they start getting closer to graduation and start lamenting the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and not getting involved, I wish I would have seen a lot of those types of things in that case. But really, we're trying to spend time here to anchor the current and the present and trying to tie back to where it came from, the history of. Uh, whether you're part of, for instance, an orchestra's program, you're very much in touch with the things of the year, the events of the year. Um, but the history of, of those that came before, of why traditions exist and where they come from, um, really get explored when you're uh, focusing on the uh, celebration. And you could do this on any given year, but quite frankly, we usually look for the milestones on the surface uh, this doesn't uh, come around that often. It's also for us staff members who've been around uh, connecting to a lot of the previous staff. There are a lot of aging staff members, that this might be the last time for us to really just connect and, uh, and celebrate. Mm-hmm. So, and going back here for us, again, us. Not a lot of people just have a Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. And recently, so, honestly, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Only once. So, that's right. 
it's funny you say that because, uh, in fact, this morning when I was meeting with the homecoming court, I talked to them about that. Um, so they're very much like any other homecoming court that we've had in this case. However, this year we're throwing a little special act at uh, the student body. Uh, we've invited back all of our teams and teams that are really here. Um, we're in the process of trying to connect back with it. And really just kind of flanking um, the present with the past uh, to just kind of anchor uh, the whole history of that case. As you said, I think this year uh, is very much a chance for people to, to think back to, um, you know, how they fit into the big picture. It's just a moment in time, it's a snapshot in one life, um, but you're always going to be connected back to Buffalo Grove High School. School's not going anyplace. 25 years from now, it'll still be here, and you can still have people connected back. Sure, yeah. Now, we talked a lot about 50 years and what that meant to be here. But you have to yeah, what are some things that you can kind of talk about that people can kind of be excited for? And what are some things that you can discuss about the new school year that people can kind of look forward to? Yeah, I think coming out of the pandemic, one of the things that's been a problem is just trying to reconnect, finding oneself between reconnecting on the academic side and then also on the co-curricular side and the events standpoint. And so what I've been finding in the last couple of years is that I've been getting a lot of requests from people trying to reconnect and start new clubs. A lot of them have been anchoring around the cultural side of things. Mm-hmm. And so we've just actually recently um, announced that we hired a new multicultural club sponsor, um, Mr. Bryant, who's going to be kind of connecting all of these clubs. Last year, for instance, uh, we uh, created a Polish club. Um, we've had things over the years that have been fairly new to Buffalo High School, like Mr. Graham's Aquarium Club. Mm-hmm. It's been around a couple of years and growing. Uh, and a chance to have in that case um, a variety. We started kind of connecting with the world of TED-Ed program, sure. and we started a TED-Ed club, which is a little bit more formal and connected to the national organization of people. In the library, is kind of sponsoring that one and having that one there. So the uniqueness of people coming up with uh, different projects that are really related to cultural groups as well as service oriented. I've seen a lot of that on the students. Uh, and I think it goes back to that idea that there was this pandemic. I think food stuff in my house, I want to give back, I want to connect with one another, and I want to do stuff that's a campaign with each other. And I really love the So that seems to be a lot of the things that we're really starting to see. Sure. Now, it's definitely nice to hear that there are some returning clubs that people like, along with some new clubs that are pretty interesting. But in terms of more specifically for people who are either new to the school or freshmen who want to get involved in school activities and maybe want to get involved in clubs, obviously, depending on who you want to get out of school, where is really a good place to start for that? I know back in my freshman year, I was kind of lost. I actually didn't join any clubs until sophomore year. I was just confused exactly for what to join, how to join different things. So if you don't mind elaborating on, you know, how people kind of get started with clubs and how they maybe go about joining them. So there's a couple of different ways to do that. I think part of the, the reason why that is challenging some freshmen, but also is that we saw a lot of uh, upperclassmen, freshmen-like things during the COVID where people were coming back to April and going, I don't remember where that class is. I think it's up there because we just yeah. And so one of the things that I try to do every single year is to put out all of our opportunities. And there's a couple of different ways to do this. Uh, kind of a manual way is in our employer. We have a giant club display with all kind of pieces of paper where one can kind of peruse and grab things of interest, read about that, and has contact information for our sponsors. 
and he also has an updates meeting um, information, rooms, times, schedules. And then the other thing I did was I uh, also took an opportunity to take all of those and put that on electronically to all parents and all students, encouraging parents to have conversations and often have conversations with students, and hopefully getting students to kind of see things and see what's up. Uh, one of the newest clubs that we have that we're really excited about that's kicking up here uh, is eSports. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of interest in eSports, so much interest that we're really trying to approach the project with a, a holistic viewpoint. Um, Mr. Imposado, who has a really rich history of eSports in his life, yeah. free eSports, kind of the origin of eSports, if you ever want to do a podcast. Yeah, he's got a really interesting story, and I've talked a little bit about it, but we'll go for this particular podcast. But uh, it's worth listening to in that case. But he's taken an approach of kind of people. One is the esports competitive team, the other side of things is kind of an esports club. Think of it almost as a training ground, a free opportunity for students to kind of work their way up out of it. We're really thinking that esports is going to connect a lot of students who might be doing this already on an individual basis or a small group of friends, but to really uh, connect with the school and represent the school. Uh, the sport itself is really just uh, taking off in the state quite a bit. Last year, they had the first ISSA state finals, but now we can um, down in Bloomington, and then the Raymond has like 8,000 people. Uh, again, it's that first opportunity to kind of escalate that. So, uh, the season is going to be a little bit later, so they're just getting formulated now. We're still getting tech equipment and new moves, but we're really looking forward to that opportunity. What? Yeah, that's definitely incredible. I'm glad that we're able to kind of add new things every year. And although there actually will be certain things that maybe aren't able to be added or maybe have already been added because the school has been around for about 50 years, yeah. it's nice to hear that there are some original things coming to school. Yeah. And the school year by year really is improving in terms of the content, plus the kind of host and the amount that it does in fact Yeah, there really isn't a limit to it either. Uh, there is a limit when it comes to having sponsors and um, getting sponsors for large-scale commitments um, from a salary standpoint. Uh, but we have many, many, many staff members that will make their time to volunteer their time with these clubs to come up. Um, and so I tell students all the time, if you're interested in a uh, new idea for a new club, reach out to me. I'll get you the, the district form for creating a club. Typically, it's if you've got 10 to 12 students that have an interest. Um, and have kind of a plan in terms of purpose and timeliness and openness and inclusion for all the students that are involved. Well, we start new clubs all the time. It's kind of how the Aquarius club is. Yeah. They had a little bit of interest from a handful of people and it's kind of the bottom of that. You know, it makes, it makes the unique experience of Buffalo Girl High School stand out. Sure. So basically, what you're saying from anyone listening is that if you have a good idea, Yep. And it's an idea that you think other people can share with you. Yep. It's a really good idea to go about trying to create the club because there's a good likelihood that it can be in fact true. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to 
there's a monsoon outside. Yeah, we don't know that we get out there from it. Glorious day, 70 degrees, everyone's enjoying it. So we pivoted that into the great black and white day. Yeah, a bunch of different helping out with moving lights inside, holes inside, decorating as quick as possible. And again, that same energy that I was trying to bring to the job of being able to make things, make events, make memories for students that really stand out as to be the first to be on the scene to be able to do that. And if there's an opportunity to provide something unique, right, like going back to the idea of the 50th anniversary, let's bring back the students and students, people that we connected with and had similar experiences and then filter some of the people that we look at and like, my gosh, I think it was so and so. It's been gone for 10 years, it's been five years, it's been 15 years. Uh, that's great. A lot of times, especially for a staff member, that hopefully especially can connect with people. Um, but it makes it all worth it. Sure. And when it comes to homecoming, obviously I know there are certain things you are not able to display. But can you just in general embrace on that maybe the freshman kind of see where it would be, how it would be hosted? Obviously last year, so sort of the COVID realm of things. Yeah. And if you don't mind elaborating on kind of how that's going to be. Yeah, so there's a lot of traditions that come to homecoming. Uh, a general high school homecoming is really going to be anchored on the showcase of seniors on the homecoming board. Um, but most schools, including ours, and this information is going to come out as soon as I get really the kids from for Eric said, but probably this weekend, I think, I have the letter from city council. But each of the days of the week, which are coming up in two weeks, the 26th through October 1st, are going to have the theme anchored around our uh, 50th anniversary. Uh, the city council actually has a theme of Golden Rush that's out there. Golden, uh, again, 50th anniversary, the color gold with that uh, celebrating. And then they've anchored every single day with golden era of, uh, so for instance, the Tuesday is golden era of sports, where people can dress up sports, where they have sports-related activities. Uh, the second day of the week, which is actually a Wednesday, is an outfit of the decade, a pretty easy one, uh, but a chance again for all of us to kind of pick in time and showcase a look of Buffalo Grove High School over 50 years, uh, beginning from 1973. Uh, the Thursday is going to be Golden Globe, so that's going to connect with the uh, favorite celebrity. The Friday, uh, our traditional anchor, uh, Blue and Orange Friday. Uh, so we'll be uh, learning about that. Um, there's going to be a massive bonfire pep rally again. That's going to be on Thursday, the 29th, around at 730 down in the Golden. Yeah, it's really about just being with one another, right? There's no expectations. We have Jesus food truck coming again, uh, which provides amazing, especially if it's a nice food and nice hot uh, grilled cheese. It's exactly what they're looking for. And ice cream truck as well. Yeah, I mean, so it's always interesting. We always, uh, we always joke on my side of things how big can we make the fire this year? Last year we had little wings and we had this giant fire field. Yeah, they were massive. It was one of our best fires that we had. We had years where uh, the wind took off a little bit more and it had to shut it down a little bit. But again, it's a, it's a preview for the day uh, on that Friday, which is really just filled with a lot of excitement and um, anticipation for our birthday soccer football teams um, hitting Grand Bolivia Stadium for their contest. Uh, we'll have a homecoming assembly with the future uh, pep rally again from City Council, and then our coordination where we announce the homecoming royalty, uh, and then any of the past teams and players that are able to join us on that particular day. And then at the game itself, uh, I think it's a very good one to come. Again, parents alike as well. 
uh, because not only will we have the soccer game and the football game, we'll have all of the performing groups of two or six times at the end, but one at halftime, and then the culminate the experience with uh, post-game fireworks show uh, that we uh, put it out. Uh, so a 10 to 12 minute uh, fireworks show uh, that we place afterwards. So that culminates kind of the, the fun aspect, and then we have the big company band on Saturday evening. Uh, I encourage everyone to buy their tickets now because the discounted tickets will go up five bucks uh, beginning next Wednesday at the school. So if you're planning on going homecoming, now's the time to do it. You save a little bit. You know, the beauty of homecoming, especially the games part of it, not only like the whole week, but especially the games, you know, it's easy to go to find it like the people. Yeah. So you know, I always find it interesting that there's so many different, you know, groups of people
you know, when you deal with a lot of really smart, talented students, that's something that you just kind of admire and realize, my goodness, these students are really much more intelligent than me at this particular stage. Our math team was seventh in state last year. Uh, we have a nationally ranked uh, scholastic bowl team that's been doing amazing work uh, over uh, the time in that case. So it's not about the success, but you certainly do recognize it and celebrate it when it occurs. Um, so I really just encourage people to get involved in clubs and activities, and, and certainly our athletic program under the direction of uh, Mr. Myers, our athletic director, he's really trying to elevate that. Thank you.